Welcome to Aqua Planning, a podcast on floods, droughts and water management practices in Munich. We are three students from the Technical University of Munich from different backgrounds. My name is Caroline and I study sustainable resource management. My name is Tafada and I study resource efficient and sustainable building. Hi, my name is Joanne and I am a student of politics and technology. We analyze what the city of Munich has done so far to tackle water-related issues and which technical solutions we can implement in the future. In our three episodes, we will cover floods, droughts and possible solutions such as the sponge city concept. In each episode, we have invited an expert that helps us grasp these issues. So download this episode, leave your screen and listen to us on your daily walk to learn about water and the city. Welcome to our first episode, which we are recording from the Oscar von Miller Forum in the heart of Munich. Fitting to this episode, it is heavily raining outside, as you may be able to hear. Did you know that floods are the most frequent type of natural disaster? In this episode, we will discuss how the city of Munich is affected by extreme rainfall events and what solutions we can implement to prevent and counter floods. We will delve into the past, present and future of floods in urban areas and talk to an expert who can tell us more about the issue. Today, we are joined by Christian Leeb, the head of the State Office for Water Management in Munich. What comes to mind when you think of the term flood? Unbelievable pictures on the news? Cellars filled with water or overflown riverbeds? Floods have been around for a long time, even here in Munich, far away from the ocean or the tropical climate. In September 1813, After heavy rainfall in the mountains, a lot of water and everything that comes with it made its way through the narrow riverbed of the River Isar towards Munich. The force of the water was quite strong and pulled tree trunks and driftwood with it. Concerned yet fascinated, more than 100 people had gone to the Isarbrücke to watch how the water had washed away parts of the Kaiser Wirtshaus. They didn't, however, take into consideration the stability of the bridge, built in 1715. Two stone pillars had been damaged and in consequence the bridge collapsed. All the people on the bridge drowned in the dramatic incident. This horrific story reminds us about what we have learned from those past events concerning architecture, infrastructure and rivers. Floods, however, have not gone away. A more recent example is the flood of 2010 in Munich. Due to renaturation measures, did the river Isar remain in its riverbed. The groundwater, however, pressed into several cellars, also into the cellar of the Deutsches Museum. With climate change, we are facing more flood events in the future. The question is, are we prepared? We have invited an expert on flood to talk to us about the state of flood management in Munich. 
So welcome for our first episode on floods. We have invited uh, Mr. Leib, who is the head of the Regional State Office of Water Management, which is the Wasserwirtschaftsamt in Munich. Can you give us a rundown of what you do, what the Wasserwirtschaftsamt does? Thank you for having the opportunity to be here and to contribute to your podcast. The State Office for Water Management is located in Munich and it is uh, responsible for the water management in Munich and the surrounding counties uh, like Fürstenfeldbruck, Dachau, Freising, Erding. And we have the tasks of provide data and, and collect data of all the water cycle effects like uh, the groundwater data or the gorge data at the rivers. And we have the task for flood protection measures at the uh, larger rivers like the Isar, the Würm, the Amper. And we protect cities and uh, important infrastructure for a 100 years flood event. And we have to do some ecological project uh, for reaching the good status of the water bodies according to the Water Framework Directive. Thank you for this intro. Um, and from your expert opinion, what do we understand as floods? What's flooding? Where and when does it happen? Well, first of all, floods are a natural phenomena uh, which cannot be prevented. Um, they should be defined as European Floods Directive does as a temporary covering of, by water of land, not normally covered by water. So flooding ha can have different causes. We were talking about flash floods and pluvial flooding as we experience these days. And they, they, these events often occur after torrential rainfall or thunderstorms. They normally are of local scale uh, and they can occur rather everywhere. There is not necessarily a river or a water body near of them or the area where they go down. And the extent and the impact of those torrential rainfalls um, depend on the topography. And on the other hand, we have fluvial flooding along the rivers and watercourses. And in small catchment areas, they are normally caused by intensive rainfall. And in larger catchment areas or basin-wide flooding, they are caused by steady rain, often a couple of days. And um, besides fluvial flooding, steady rainfall can also cause flooding from rising groundwater, especially in situations with surface near aquifers. And for both type of, types of flood, we need a special weather situation. And we observe an increase of such a situation and a more static behavior of so, such uh, weather situations. Actually, uh, recently you can see it in, in uh, Canada with the heat wave. It's also a steady weather, weather situation where uh, uh, an area of high pressure is caught between two um, deep pressure areas and cannot uh, move further. And so the earth is heating up And the same things are happening with um, pressure uh, areas which uh, stay a long time over a certain area and they will cause floods. Thank you for this explanation. We're talking about Munich, a city with high population, and we are particularly concerned with urban areas. So what do you think, how does flooding and floods affect especially those urban areas? In urban, urban areas, uh, both types of flood can occur. Along the watercourses, there is uh, a hazard of fluvial flooding, of course, and uh, with the loss of floodplains and an increasing density of building development, the risk of damage is getting higher too. And um, of course, there can also occur the pluvial flooding. And in some cases, we have additionally a problem with an, a sewerage system overload. 
in, in your definition of the flood, you mentioned fluvial flooding having somewhat of connection as well to aquifers. And this building concept or this way of building is quite prominent nowadays, especially when we talk about sustainable building, where buildings want to make use of sustainable water or they want to use maybe the water for their heat pumps. And a lot of these buildings are using these aquifer systems. How big of a threat is actually uh, flooding or how big of a threat are these buildings under in terms of flooding due to the installment of aquifers uh, in, the, in the whole system? This is an interesting question because the threat is uh, the rising groundwater, which can cause damages, especially in the cellars or in the garages uh, underneath the earth. But um, normally uh, you can protect by constructive measures like a concrete cellar, you're building from uh, infiltration of water of, of groundwater. So uh, it's more or less a problem of a wrong construction or a non-appropriate construction or a non-appropriate use of the building than a, a real threat. And um, there are only a few areas where uh, the rising groundwater can come up over the surface and it needs uh, special weather conditions like a long steady rainfall. But in Munich, we, ha we have such areas where the water comes over the surface, but um, we have uh, one third of the city uh, that could be affected by a, a rising groundwater rather than a meter or a half a meter below the surface. And there the buildings have to be constructed in an appropriate way. Okay. So um, as you've mentioned before, and also in our lecture, we talked a lot about climate change and that we can expect uh, an increase in extreme rainfall events also in the summer period and that we have to prepare better for flooding. Can you extend on how, how urban areas and especially Munich um, will be affected by flooding in the future? Well, as far as the River Isar is concerned, Munich is well prepared. Um, the combination of reinforced dikes along the river and the provision of floodplains along the restored river areas and stretches and the Silvenstein Reservoir in the Alps near Langries. Those three elements provide a 100 years flood event protection. And even if floods with higher analogies, uh, I suppose, cause uh, a little damage. So they, if, even if the, the climate change will provide higher flood events or, or a longer duration of flood events, Munich is well prepared as far as the ESA is concerned. Along the Würm River in the west of the city or in the Hachingerbach in the east of the city, the planning and realization of flood protection is considered and it depends on some decisions of the city council. But if we build uh, flood protection measures in uh, Bavaria along rivers, we uh, already adapt the dimensioning runoff. Uh, we increase it for 15% just uh, to take care of the possible effects of climate change. So um, in a... In a Modeling for southern Germany, uh, that we found out that the future um, runoff, with, with this, which is a 100 years flood event, will increase about 15%. So we just adapt our constructions right now that we do not, do not have it to do in the future. 
And in the meantime, uh, pluvial flooding is an ubiqu ubiquitous uh, scenario and uh, the extent depends on the local topography and the risk can only be reduced effectively, effectively by constructive measures. For instance, uh, the top end of the light wells, uh, 15 centimeters or something like that over the ground or no slope leading to the building and only such uh, constructive things will uh, help effectively because you cannot uh, install uh, a temporary protection with such short forecasting of fluvial floodings, especially with thunderstorms, you cannot forecast the location where they go down uh, very confidently and you don't know in which time they will occur and how long they will last. So for those effects, you can only uh, use constructive, me constructive measures. And as I told already, in one third of the city area, buildings can be affected by rising groundwater and there also should be built impermeable uh, cellars. Um, I have my background in the building industry, um, and I'm quite interested to know if you collaborate with the Land Management Authority uh, of Bayern and Munich, for instance, because if you talk about, let's say, the strategies of dealing with urban flooding, um, these also have to be taken into account when, let's say, the municipality is creating a development plan or a bounce plan. And I would like to know if you collaborate with them and how this collaboration works and in the end how this influences for example urban planning Indeed, the, the urban planning is the basic instrument for uh, flood protection against uh, pluvial floodings. And uh, the city of Munich uh, has already started to use this instrument. And our office is um, taking part in every development plan uh, development. <laughs> and uh, in, in the process of the planning, there's the urban spatial planning. And uh, we are asked for a contribution to this planning and especially to bring the water topics in into the planning, like where should be areas for infiltration or for um, desired runoff or um, how should green roofs be taken into consideration, all those things. And we've already talked a lot about the measures we, we can implement. And for example, in especially highly densely uh, populated areas, what would you recommend, for example, for policymakers to consider when they um, plan for the future? First of all, they have to be sensitive enough or, or uh, sensibilized to the topic. And water in the city will have two components in the future. The one is the, the protection of, of the water hazards, and the other is the provision of water, uh, that there is enough potable water. And even the water should, should be experienced in the city uh, because it will contribute to the protection of heat wave because all those streets, the, the black streets, they will absorb the heat and will reflect it and give it back to the air. So uh, in an open city as we have it right now without trees and, and all the spaces are um, black of the streets and the parking places, the pedestrian uh, ways are uh, with concrete or uh, asphalt. And uh, so one should consider to another, another kind of planning in the city and another kind of design in the, in the public space in the city. And one should consider of green rooftops instead of the now existing roofs. So we should just be concerned about the problems coming up. We have learned about a concept called permeable pavements. So pavement where the water can infiltrate into the ground. Is this some, something that is already implemented in Munich or is it something that Munich is going to implement? And do you consider it a good technical solution for 
flooding? I don't know whether it's already used in Munich, but it could be a, a good solution for it. And Munich has one big advantage. Um, the city was built on a large gravel formation and, and rainwater can easily infiltrate and several meet in a several meters thick gravel body. So this could be considered as a geological sponge. So the city has enough space below the ground uh, to store water and it's easier to uh, uh, protect against pluvial floodings than in other cities where we have a clay or, or such uh, kind of soil with a low permeability. So um, Munich's uh, underground has a high permeability and a high inf infiltration rate. So it's easier to handle all that, even if it has uh, rained uh, several days, um, the, the, the ground is still capable to uh, take infiltration. So this is the big advantage of Munich. On the other hand, if you want to have trees or plants in the city, you have to implement storage systems to keep the water uh, available for the plants. Because um, in the south of the city, the groundwater level is about 15, 20 meters below grounds and uh, normal trees don't don't reach those depths. Okay, so a combination of permeable pavement and storage systems for vegetation would be needed. Maybe that could this could be a, a good concept. Normally they use just infiltration facilities in the in the street. Normally they have uh, those um, just like a tube, a vertical tube where the water is collected and then infiltrated, and that does work good enough for the city. So they don't need a special facilities. Maybe in in Bergam Lime or in the, in the, uh, along the Isar in the in the eastern part of the city, there are some areas with a, a clay soil. They're could be uh, considered other um, implementations or installations, but uh, normally it, it does work with uh, those well-known facilities. Okay, um, we already talked a lot about, I think, um, things that Munich has done uh, for flood protection. We learned a lot about the renaturation of the ESA, especially in the city center. Um, do you have anything to add? Is there any other thing that you could talk about? Well, the, as we See up to now, the river restoration and renaturalization of the ESA is um, a success, either for the for nature and and for the the water management, but also for the the people. They are very in favor of uh, spending their spare time there and and using the new one area to, just to recreate and uh, the city is uh, thinking about continuing the project in the into the north so below the german museum up to the oberföhringer wehr and the english garden but they uh, have to make some decisions in the city council first that the project can go on and there is a lot of uh, expensive work to do at the walls uh, at the, the bank walls uh, on both sides of the the isar and in this uh, stretch the river will have even in future times a more urban character and an urban flair but they there are some ideas for having a bath there are possibility for for bathing in the river near the deutsche museum or to have balconies for for cafes or just for for looking at the river but it will not be as near nature near as it is in the south of the city
And what time frame are we talking about in this case? Well, it depends on the on the decision of the city council, and uh, it depends very much on the available uh, funds for the future. Um, we just have to wait what will cost the corona pandemic, and after that we can can see what is left there. And so the, the, all those future decisions depend on on the future tax volume and the future uh, volume of public households. Thank you for listening in to this episode, uh, in which I hope you got insights into the topic of city and flooding. And our next episode, we will talk about droughts and how to manage droughts in urban areas.